Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Sounds of the Week right there brought to you by our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. We're live at Bullfrog Spas. We're here getting the word out about their Labor Day sale, Gordon. Uh, it's uh, going down all up and down the Wasatch Front or all of their locations. They even have that tent sale going on at the Provo uh, Provo Town Center Mall. So there's a, there's a spot close to you to take advantage of of this sale but of course we'd love to see you we have jazz gear to give away down here and you've got to check out the showroom pretty darn cool yeah i mean i own a bullfrog spa and uh, i'm a big fan uh let's talk about your column gordon and uh it hit uh, it hit the internet today headlined byu football must break free uh from its mythology or go on suffering from its consequences uh, give us kind of what the what the column's all about, and let's kind of sink our teeth into this thing. Well, essentially what I'm saying is the only way BYU football can reach, uh, you know, the level it says it wants to be at is if it commits uh, sizable resources that are necessary with the proper structure and leadership uh, to make it happen. And it might have to change some of its policies as well. So... I, I, I guess what I see when I observe BYU's football program, I see a school that is trying to live off this mythology of which I of which you uh, spoke. It's it won a national championship back in 1984. Lavelle Edwards. There was a convergence of great coaches who came together at a time when college football was different then. And they could take advantage of a passing attack. And it was uh, kind of created a special situation. And they expanded the stadium because of that. Uh, Now they have a 63,000-seat stadium. Uh, But the program is not at that level. And there are reasons for it. And when I see the schedule that BYU lays out, Tom Homo has these these uh, tough opponents that BYU must face, and not just the marquee programs, also programs, excuse me, in the Mountain West. They're playing the best teams in the Mountain West this year on top of the marquee programs that they're playing. And the best team in the MAC. That's right. And so they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the money put into that program to be able to compete at this level. And so what happens is that the the players, the kids are the ones who are out there on the field taking the blame. And in some respects, the coaches 
are taking the blame, but they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the structure. They don't, in some cases, don't have the leadership. They don't have the resources. Well, they have resources, but not, not channeled to football in order to be successful at that level. And so what happens? The kids out on the field get their heads kicked around. So, so, and I think they can maybe win half their games when they do this, but they're not prepared to do what this mythology has created and what this mythology sort of demands or expects within the fan base. Because everybody wants to believe. Everybody wants to believe. All the BYU fans want to believe that their team can do it again. They can't do it again. Not like this. And so something has to change. And I don't even have a problem if BYU decides, you know, we're just kind of a religious school, a good place. We have our honor code. We have our standards. We have our academic standards. We have, uh, we have our mission. Okay. Then, then play football under that sort of scenario. But don't create a scenario where people have these expectations for this program to do these extraordinary things when all of that is not uh, taken into account and put forth by the leadership at a high level. And how high that leadership goes, I mean, you can imagine what has to take place in order for that program to get more funding and to make some fundamental changes in, in the way it goes about its business, both off the field and on it. I, I agree with your, your premise, and I thought the, I thought the column was, was really, really good. But let me, let me ask you this. If Urban Meyer was their coach tomorrow, could they, could they uh, achieve some of those expectations no. that are out there? No way in hell. No way. Okay, with, and, and, with this particular team right now? No. Well, oh, okay, but in subsequent years, maybe you know. Well, but but I guess what I'm asking is, I, I'm not so sure that the coaches don't bear any responsibility. I didn't say they don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't excuse them completely. Okay, but that's part of the problem is that you might not have the the number of quality players and coaches that you might need. BYU doesn't pay its coaches. I mean, they have that president's circle down there, whatever they call it, and they try and scrape together the funds. But, you know, Kalani Sataki, I, I don't know what he makes specifically, but I guarantee you it's probably, it's, no, it's probably no more than half of what Kyle Whittingham's making. And maybe you say, well, Kyle deserves it. He's got all those years of experience or whatnot. But we've talked about this a million times before. Even though those coaches make big dollars, they're worth it. They're worth it. If you get a good coach, and I'm not saying Kalani Stuckey's not a good coach. Everything is relative, right? Nick but, Saban earns every dollar he's paid. Yes. Yeah. He does. Well, I, because could they get better players? Because recruiting, I mean, it's, it's the basics. I mean, why is, why is Utah have their best roster they've ever had because they went to a different level in recruiting when they got into the Pac-12 and they've continued their developmental success that they had in the Mountain West, and it's a really nice recipe for success, right? It, it, with, with BYU, could they be getting better players, or is this as good? And, and I, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to throw these questions out without knowing the answers. 
but I think it's worth it's worth considering because because the column kind of has a can't win don't try feel to it. No, that's not. And, and I'm trying that, to. That's not what it is. You can do it if you make some changes. But they're not going to make those changes. Okay, well, if they're so, not going to make the changes, then deal with the reality you're faced with instead of creating this and perpetuating this myth. And then having everybody be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Well, if, if, you're, if you're going to schedule 10 wins like Tom Homo said he could do if he wanted to, you might as well at that point go back to the Mountain West Conference. Well, yeah. Then that's, you're, you're, that's the other part. And that's suggested in here as well. Right. If you read through to the end, it's, uh, that's a suggestion. Might as well do it. Because what, what's the big excuse for, for being independent or, or the reason, I shouldn't say excuse? You know, playing these big-time opponents on national TV and providing your players with these experiences. That's what good the, does it do to the, play on national television when you get absolutely you're, you're, you know, slapped upside the head? No, I totally, yeah. I totally agree with you, 100%. And, but if you, if you schedule down or if you soften the schedule, you're really taking away the whole point of being independent. Right. And at that point, you find a home. You know, find a, find, go back to the Mountain West where you have relationships with these other schools. You have relationships with these other fan bases. You have a history of success and, and compete at that level. I mean, I, I, after our conversation yesterday, I, I think more and more independence has had a negative effect on the football program. Well, this is it in a nutshell. Deal with what's real and move forward from there and determine what it is you want to do in a very realistic way. Because what's happening now is not realistic. You know, everyone's disappointed with what, 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 well, the game last night was a sort of a microcosm of what's going on with the program. Uh, and, and if you want to say, okay, we want to compete at the highest level, we want to be a winner, we want to be a top-tier NCAA Division One football program, then you've got to pay the price to get that done. If you're, if you're not going to do that, then uh, maybe the fan base would accept it. Uh, if, if you just say, okay, we're going to go back to the Mountain West, we're going to be a part of that, uh, and we're going to deal with, those, with, uh, with that framework. And then the fans can say, okay, maybe, maybe the Cougars can win the conference every once in a while. I don't think they could win the conference that frequently anymore. I mean, Boise State has a better football program than BYU. And, and you know, San Diego State has been tough, and we'll find out how that goes later on. Utah State and others. And so I'm just saying, essentially, that BYU needs to deal with, with, with uh, get real with it. And then approach the problems in a way where you can solve them. See, I don't think they're going to do that, though. That's, that's why I, I threw out the can't win, don't try thing, because what you're prescribing is never going to happen. So you might as you well. You don't think just, there's any scenario well under which they it. would get rid of independence? I, I don't. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Well, that's d- part of what I'm saying. Okay. You've got you to play, you've got to compete within a framework that is manageable for you. And, and I, this is not. And I agree with that. But you're also talking about adjusting academic standards, which they're never going to do, and get rid of the honor code, which they're never going to do, and uh, pump money that isn't generated by the athletic department into the football team, which they're never going to do. Well, then, then be what you are. So that's the can't win, don't try part well, that I'm a, talking no, about. No, they can. It's, they can if they choose. But if they choose not to, then don't live in this fantasy world. I don't think they view it as a choice. I think that Who's they, they? 
Well, these higher powers that you're talking well, about. Well, I mean, how high do you want to go? In the, in the column. That, I think as, as there are those who could make decisions that could alter that if they so desired. But but the, do you understand? Like, well, I know you understand. No, what, what I'm saying, saying but, is that the perception is that you can be a certain something and you can't. But so all that does is frustrate your fan base. To fix it, you have to alter what BYU's identity is. Their identity is that uh, is the academic standard, and I'm talking about as a university. I'm not well, talking other, about their other, identity other, is other that schools, honor code. Other schools have fine academic standards, but they make exceptions, right? Which BYU is not going to do. Well, they're I mean, not going to do okay, that. Then do Just wanna, like, do you want to win in football or don't you? But that's, I guess, what I'm saying. That, then you come to can't win, don't try. Well, you can if you want, and if you don't, now we're just going no, into no, circle. No, if you if you don't. If you're not going to do that, then make it real. You know, get back in a conference. Don't play. Don't schedule these teams where your players run out there on the field and they get beat. I mean, you're you're not as good. The talent you have, because of whatever the restrictions are and you're recruiting, you can't get the talent you need in order to compete against the teams you're playing now. And so, I mean... How is that helpful to anyone? You know, I hear the, I hear Kalani say this and others as well that well you got to play the best in order to become the best. You know, well no, you're just going to get beat, and occasionally BYU can rear up and get a victory, and and I think if they can stay the way they are and maybe go seven and six every year, but I don't think that's what BYU fans have in mind. That's not the frame of reference that they're working with. And and maybe that needs to be adjusted as well. I don't see the problem with this conversation is I I don't think you're going to get fans to adjust. They expect, regardless. Oh, of they the will history, if this continues on this way. It, no, they're just going to stop going. Well, I'm okay. That too. How do you think BYU? You think people used to go to BYU football games back in the '60s? No, they they want to go watch their team win. Yeah. Yep. And I don't blame them. I don't. Absolutely not. What I mean, do you think attendance would be like at jazz games if the jazz were 500? Uh, they certainly wouldn't have the, whatever it is, 70 consecutive games that they've sold out in a row, certainly. Winning Although is... I will say this, during the rebuild, I was I, I was impressed with the attendance where it was at. It wasn't full. No, it, it wasn't full, but it wasn't Atlanta either. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't one of those towns where you could count individually the people in the stands. But that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, fans want to go watch their team win. All I'm saying is BYU, be real. Be what you really are. Yeah, can't and, win, and, don't try. And, no, no, that's not it. That's not it, Jake. I mean, man, you turn everything into black and white. That's not what it is. It's nuanced. There's different levels to this thing. If Lavelle Edwards, probably back in the day, had to face some of these teams that the, the Cougars are playing now, Oh, he had he had some fine athletes, but he, it wasn't like the Cougars were absolutely loaded up with NFL talent. They probably would be losing some of these games as well. And in the later years, Lavelle was losing more games. And so maybe it's not all bad to play to to ratchet down the competition a little bit. Then you're then the kids that are in your program aren't getting their heads kicked in. Well, if they're going to go down that road, uh, not to come back to this, but you might as well join the conference at that point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, no, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with that's you. That's one of the options. I, I, there would be no point in staying independent. And if they got to a to a Power Five conference, then their recruiting would improve. Then they could maybe draw in a few more. 
that would give them a greater chance of being successful in a, in a tougher competitive environment. But as it is right now, they are going up. They, they have essentially blown the, had their foot blown off and they're trying to dance. That's what they're trying to do. And all they're doing is bleeding. Jeez, that's graphic. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to get quite that graphic. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a little far. I get what you're saying, but, you know, it's a little much. Uh, All right. Brother. Well, we'll talk to former Cougar Jordan Pendleton coming up right around the corner. Uh, he's going, uh, going to join us in the 430 segment. So we'll uh, run all this past Jordan. It'd be interesting to get a former player's perspective on, uh, on what's going on down there and, and what to do. Yeah. Well, well, all right. And I'm glad you've come along with my philosophy. Can't win, don't try. I mean, it. That's not what I'm that's saying. Exactly that's what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. It is no. exactly what you're saying. No, no. Can't adjust, win, don't try, adjust, get used to it. Adjust so you can win. They're not going to do it, never. It's not even they, an option. They can, either, they can either pursue the course they're going and make some changes, or they can join a conference. And that's a change. So that then they can win. Don't, right. don't give me this. <laughs> you know, that can't was, win, that was what you said. No, it's not what I said. You can't win. It's your, don't try. Your, Get used to it. That's your, what you said. It's your twisted perception of what's in there. But for those of you who can who can uh, perceive the nuances to what I'm saying, please read the column. <laughs> uh, let's did see. that sound condescending? It, it did. Uh-huh. Devin tweets in. He says, Jake uh, keeps saying can't win, don't try. But Gordon is saying that it all depends on your definition of winning as a program beyond actual W's and L's. Is that what I said? Uh, I think he sums it up pretty uh, well. Okay. All right. Okay. Get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> can't win, don't try. Get <laughs> used to it. I mean, Jake. Oh, my gosh. All right, we'll talk with Jordan Pendleton coming up right around the corner. We are live from Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Come by and see us. Uh, just jump off the 146 South exit, which is exit 288, uh, 515, head west, and you're going to run right into us. The big-time Labor Day sale going on right now. Not only here, Dan, uh, but uh, at all your uh, great facilities up and down the Wasatch Front and even at the Provo Town Center Mall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so if you go to bullfrogfactorystores.com, you can find all of those locations we're in. In Logan, Layton, North Ogden, Salt Lake, here in Bluffdale, uh, Orem, Springville. And then, like you mentioned, uh, now through Monday, Labor Day, we're also in the parking lot of the Provo Town Center Mall. There's a big yellow Bullfrog Spas tent. You can't miss it. We've got a bunch of our inventory under that tent. And uh, the same discounts, mail-in rebates, and, and financing offers are available there that you'll find at any of our factory stores. And not only are you guys hitting you know, low prices, lowest I've seen, but you're also doing the rebate that you mentioned, which takes even more off of it. That's right. So uh, we're, doing, we're doing really great deep factory discounts, the, the types of things that we're kind of known to do around this Labor Day time. But then on top of that, we have an additional up to $1,000 mail-in rebate and uh, financing offers that uh, with... Uh, Interest rates as low as 3.9% or even 0% on, on some plans for up to 36 months OAC. So uh, payments as low as $99 a month. Really a great combination of, of discounts and financing offers makes it as easy as ever to, as we're getting into that fall cool weather, put a bullfrog spa in your backyard. And I, I say this all the time, but but you guys being a Utah company, but you, sh- you ship these worldwide. I mean, they go all over the place. But the only way you can get these deals is because you live here in the co- 
company is a local company. Yeah, that's exactly right. So in most cases, we sell through independent retailers, great dealer partners we have all over the world. And uh, here here in Utah, we have this network of factory stores that uh, you can uh, access all of the same great products that are available to our dealers. But also, if we ever have maybe a scratch and dent that didn't, that when it went down our manufacturing line, it wasn't perfect. Rather than ship that off to dealers, those those stay here. You, you save extra money on those, and it's it's kind of a great it's a great way for for our Utah customers uh, to get an even better deal on a Bullfrog Spa. And uh, it's just been yeah, it's been fun to be part of a, a manufacturing company that uh, is based here in Utah, based in the U.S. and uh, and a great Utah success story, and and just really. We really appreciate uh, all of our all of our great Bullfrog Spa owners that uh, have supported us over all these years. We'll take advantage of it uh, at all their locations, including at the Provo Town Center Mall. They've got the tent up, but it's a big-time Labor Day sale. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we'll have more of the big show. Jordan Pendleton joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Tyler ended the night 13-16, and I believe two of the three were drops. He had a pretty good stat line. They didn't throw the ball much because they didn't need to with the yards Moss was getting. No poo-poo. We're not going to be able to get away from that, are we? <laughs> what else can I say? No poo-poo. Tony says, I am trying to figure out what's worse, calling Utah classless or calling BYU poo-poo. I think one was said venomously. Tyler actually said it twice, but he said it kind of joking. They just poo-poo. No, they so poo-poo. They so poo-poo. We're never going to lose it, huh? They so poo-poo. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Lifelong BYU fan. And I totally agree that the Utes will not lose to BYU anytime soon. Or in this millennium. I want to thank Tom Homo for that. Please retire. I don't think there's any way BYU can significantly improve their recruiting with the current honor code and academic requirements they have. I feel like religion is kind of becoming less of a priority in people's lives. Stanford's the only college in the nation that's been able to maintain a high-level football program with prestigious academic requirements. Now, BYU's trying to do that while also requiring a religious-based honor code. Sorry, not going to work. Welcome back. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for the open mic submissions. Encourage our listeners to keep that coming uh, through the Zone Sports Network app. We're live at Bullfrog Spas in Bluffdale, 146 South, 668 West. Uh, just jump off exit 288 off 515, head west. You're going to run right into us. We, we have jazz gear for you and, of course, the Labor Day sale here at Bullfrog Spas. We're going to talk to Jordan Pendleton coming up momentarily. And I, I thought those were good submissions uh, you know, a little aggressive on Tom Homo, maybe, but uh, I don't think that they'll do what's necessary to fix those problems that you addressed in in your column, and it comes back to that. Some that of the problems, they, some can, of they them. can address them in other ways. Like I said, there are different levels to to fixing their problem. But like the, uh, for example, um, and I can't remember. I think it was Tim Lacombe who was talking about it. How difficult it is to get transfers into BYU because it's really difficult to get them graduate transfers because it's difficult to get them into the graduate programs. You know that they don't they don't bend those standards for athletes, so it's it's difficult to get those. But that's just an example. They're not. I don't think that they're going to change that. Yeah, well, 
it's what the the world they're stuck in right now is not working, hmm. and you know, and they they do get some victories, but I, I guess I could be proven wrong. Let's see what the record is at the end of this year, hmm. and then and then make a judgment. But this has been the track. Uh, or the tack that the program has been taking, and uh, I think there are serious issues to address at some point. Meanwhile, it's the players down on the field that are getting their heads kicked in. All right, joining us now, former Cougar Jordan Pendleton with us here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, happy Friday. How are you? Well, I, I'm as good as I can be for the the butt whooping last night, but that's a whole other story. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, let's let's start on that note. Give us kind of your your major takeaways <laughs> from what you saw on the field. Yeah, man. I I feel like it's every year we're having the same conversation. Um, and yeah, I just thought I just thought it was a weird, super strange game. I felt like initially we were in it, we were looking pretty good, and then you know it's like every year. I don't think I can't remember the last time we didn't throw like a pick six against Utah because I feel like every year we throw a pick six and it's it's from that point forward that Utah just steamrolls us and I felt like everything was kind of going good up to that point I felt like Zach was playing well um, our defense was playing good and then that that mistake really cost us and I felt like we just never really recovered after that but it was just a weird just a weird game i've never seen just i don't know i felt like it was close but then all of a sudden it's it's a blowout and just a strange game but definitely sick of losing to those guys that's nine straight now and it's starting to get pretty embarrassing yeah when it gets to that level then it's fairly convincing is it not uh, jordan it's, it's just let me ask you this question do you believe that when you're going up against a team that has more better athletes than you do you have to essentially play perfect and that's a tall order for a team that is going up against better athletes correct yeah i mean yeah 100 percent um and, and i don't even think we need to play perfect to beat those guys but it's just it's it's dumb mistakes that we continue to make and then you know, one thing that Utah does a really good job at is once they get the momentum, because that's that's really all football is. It's a game of of transitions, and 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 it's a game of momentum, and who can keep the momentum the longest. And when that pick six happened, you just knew that the game was over, because Utah has the ability to get momentum and then keep it against us specifically. And as soon as that stuff happens against us for, for whatever reason, we can't respond and we can't recover to it. And it was just, uh, yeah, they just, they beat up on us bad. And, and I've, it's, you know, the running back, is, he's an awesome player. He's probably going to be the leading rusher all time at University of Utah. But I've just never seen somebody run down our throats the entire game like, like he did. It was just, it was easy. It just looked easy for him. And I think that's what made me, the most upset was just how easy that win was for them. 
Well, let's talk uh, about the Utes a little bit more. Jordan, your, your takeaway from them, they've had a ton of hype. They've had uh, national uh, media members pick them as a possible playoff team. Uh, from what you saw last night, do they have that capability? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think they do. I've talked to several alum, uh, Utah alum, and they, they're saying that this is the best defense that they're probably ever going to have, which is pretty – those are pretty big words because they've had, I mean, they, I feel like every year they have a solid defense and they, they put guys in the NFL every year. And, you know, so if, if this is going to be even better then I, I think they do have a chance. And, you know, one thing that's really held them back over the years is just finding a quarterback that can be that franchise player for them. They always have good skill guys. They have, They've always had pretty decent running backs. If Huntley can dial in and play good and just at least not make mistakes, get the ball in, the, in his athlete's hands, Utah could be pretty scary this year because I think that defense is going to be uh, super special. And, and they got a lot of talent on the offensive side as well. Yeah, I was very impressed with the defense, and I think you're exactly right, Jordan. I, I, <laughs> there's going to be a whole lot of teams that go up against the youths who will be worried about that defense and impressed by it. If you were in the locker room with the Cougars moving forward, what would you say to them after a defeat like that? You got, ten, you got Tennessee, you got USC, you got Washington, and, and then you got other programs, Boise State, San Diego State, Utah State, that, and, and maybe even Toledo that are going to present challenges as well? Yeah, that's a good question. This, this really was a must-win for us, not just because it was Utah, but because it was Utah and then knowing what the, the next three, four games on our schedule look like, we could very possibly start 0-4, which, is, which would, that would suck. I, I would just be telling these guys, like, don't worry about anything else except for winning this next game because as bad as it sucks to lose to Utah, what's even worse than losing to Utah is going into the next week and then losing your next game and starting 0-2. And if they start 0-2 with, with two other tough teams on their schedule, it's going to be a long start to the season. And I think they would feel a lot better if they went in one, uh, you know, one and one. And so I just, you know, I would try and, and get this Utah game out of their mind as quick as possible because they've got another tough team this week and they've got to do everything in their power not to start 0-2 with two other tough teams on their schedule to start the season. As the great Jerry Sloan once said, can't play backward. Yeah, exactly. Can't play backward. And you don't want to let one loss turn into two, turn into three, turn into four. It just... They've got to gather themselves and, and put forth their best effort coming up. 100%. Jordan Pendleton is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, on, on a bright side for BYU, Gordon and I both thought Zane Anderson played extremely well. As a linebacker yourself, what do you think about his game? Yeah, I, I thought he did awesome. And, you know, I thought our defense did show some pretty good things, you know, and I, I, I felt like athletically we matched up with them okay i i just that running back was was awesome to watch and there's times where he was going down and he stayed on his feet and made some unbelievable plays but overall i thought i thought he looked really good and i thought we showed some 
some glimpses of, of being very athletic and having a good defense. We just, you know, there's just some mistakes that we made that we can't make. And, but overall, I was actually pretty, that's the thing is as bad as that loss was, I did see some good things, um, you know, from BYU, some things that I think they can expand on, but overall I thought he looked awesome at linebacker. Were you impressed by anybody else? Any other performance stand out to you, Jordan, or was it all about even? Yeah, it was. It, it was about even. You know, I thought. I thought uh, I was actually pretty excited for Micah Simon getting the ball, and and he made some good plays on special teams. And I thought he had a really good game. He stood out to me a little bit, and on the defensive side, you know, I felt like Austin Lee for. BYU. I felt like he he had an awesome game. He just needs to clean up some stuff. I, he took some bad angles on a couple tackles, but aside from that, he was all over the place. And I felt like he was, you know, just a monster. And he was all over the field. Just a couple things he needs to clean up, and he will. But um, excited to watch him in his senior year at safety. He's a he's he's an incredible athlete, and you know, hopefully, he can stay healthy. I think he's going to do some awesome things this year. He is Jordan Pendleton, also owner of uh, Pendleton Performance. And uh, the rumor has it you've been doing a bit of podcasting too, huh, Jordan? Yes, yes, I did. I did start a podcast, yep. Well, very nice. Would encourage our listeners to go and check what, it out. What, what are the subjects that you discuss on that podcast, Jordan? Yeah, so so it's called The One Podcast. And, you know, we, we have a variety of topics. And, you know, I have a lot of guests on the show as well. And you're going to hear topics anywhere from, like, strength and conditioning, fitness, nutrition, health. And, but we also go into entrepreneurship, mindset stuff, uh, leadership, kind of, you know, qualities that make people, you know, make people great and what makes people successful. So we expand on a lot. And, yeah, that's, that's basically kind of the gist of what the podcast is about. Well, Jordan, we appreciate you jumping on with us as always, man. Enjoy the weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker. Yeah, he pointed out a few. Austin Lee had some moments, didn't mm-hmm. he? And uh, we talked about Zane. Anybody else stand out to you? There were individual plays that were really – who was it who made the tackle on that 56-yard punt that the Cougars Oh, had? it was, uh, was Diane Guadaloku. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also had that bonehead – uh, face mask penalty yeah. too. So he had yeah. he had some, yeah, and he had a TFL. So he had some good moments and some bad. You know, when when Jordan was talking about Zach Moss, do you remember that play when when Utah was backed up against its end, end yep. zone, and, and it was it might have been right after the punt. I'm not sure. I think I it was. Remember. I know exactly what play you're talking you about. Remember, uh, Zach Moss gets the ball, and he got absolutely sawed in half almost at about the one yard line, and he shook it off and and kept running. He's amazing. I mean, that could have been in safety territory, and he turned it into almost a positive. I mean, I mean he, he was hit hard. Well, hard. He, that was an NFL play. He broke something like 14 tackles during the game. Yeah. I mean, something, something crazy. I think, and, and this is no big surprise, but Ute fans, you should enjoy Zach Moss. Because even at a school that has a tradition of great running backs, they don't come along like that all that often. He might be top of the heap. He is. Well, I don't know if he's top of the heap. but He's, he's pretty close. He is really good. 
All right, we've got the Knott's Sports Port coming up next, live from Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Come by and see us. Check out their prices for their Labor Day sale as well. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This edition of the rivalry was different. It just was. Because in the last four years, I feel like they've been one possession games because Utah played poorly and still won. And I thought, well, what happens when Utah just flexes their muscles, doesn't play poorly? They're going to soundly win one of these. 54-10 to 10 was a fluke, seven turnovers, all that. It was just an anomaly. But what happens when Utah just plays well and it's 30-12? to 12? And that's that's a good word for last night's play from Utah as well, or yeah. enough. This was not the best game Utah's ever had. Yeah. There's some problems that we perceive that could come up in the Pac-12, but well enough to get a win, and BYU was nowhere near them. Dang good game. Not perfect, dang good. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. She knows me Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're hanging out at Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Uh, getting the word out about their big-time Labor Day sale. We'll talk to Dan a little bit more about that coming up in a moment. But it is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we headed today? We're headed to Flora, duh. These stories that come out of Florida these days. Well, first of all, good vibes to Florida. they got a big storm. Oh, that's uh, right. Bearing down on them. So. Dorian? Yeah. So it's supposed they to hit Labor Day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy stuff. But anyway, not to bring you down, but sending good vibes to the friends and family over there in Florida. According to a police report from a county down in Florida, a deputy responded to a disturbance call uh, and uh, made contact with a victim who said he had just been threatened with a machete. Now, the individual told the deputy that the man who threatened him, later identified as Keith Mounts, said he would, quote, chop him. Why, you ask? Because the man did not flush the toilet after using it. That is very inconsiderate. (laughs) Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, you, remember, do, you don't flush the toilet, video. you get the chop. Remember that video with that yeah. kid? Anyway, um, now, those of you, and you've shared uh, a bathroom. I've with had a roommate situations. and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, you often hear the story of married couples where men don't, uh, you know, lift the toilet up or, or they leave whatever it the up. Case or, whatever the case Whatever, whatever. So there are bathroom rules. And one of those rules has to be that you flush the toilet, right? In fact, rule number one, probably. Especially when it involves number two. We got it. We got it. Yep. (laughs) I get my numbers mixed up. Which one's one? Which one's two? You got it. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) Anyway, I know it can be frustrating. You want the toilet flushed. You, You don't want to deal with that aroma when you walk in. But a machete? Hey, I've been frustrated with roommates at times. I totally get where this dude's coming from. 
I had some roommates that were probably lucky I didn't have a, a machete at times. And what's the deal with machetes in Florida? Well, the foliage is thick. <laughs> what? When you when you are born there, you know, you get your birth certificate, you get your banana knife. And you're good to go. And your first felony. <laughs> they just give it to you. Because <laughs> there is, you know, there's the Everglades down there. There's a lot of, of foliage. Right. Down there, yeah. So, but, I mean, come on now. I just, I'm thinking, where is everyone in Florida getting their machetes from? The store? Uh, have you ever owned a machete? I have not. Have no. you ever seen a machete? I have, yes. At a store? Uh, I don't know about at a store. I'm just, I don't know where these people are getting this from. But, bottom line here, flush the toilet. Be courteous. Be it's a good roommate. It's an easy thing to do. You don't be flushing anybody's remains down the toilet. <laughs> I just, it seems like it's Flush not that, that toilet or you get the chop. I, I think mean, besides, if you do your business, and what did uh, Tyler Huntley call it? Poo-poo, I believe. You don't just leave, you know, I mean, come on. It's not a work of art. <laughs> so I say pardon the machete guy. I don't think he did anything wrong. Oh, he might have. Nah, come on. He went out in the backyard after the guy with a big old knife. We are live today uh, at Bullfrog Spas. We're at the Bluffdale location. Squirt uh, him in the face with some air freshener or something. If you'd like to improve your backyard, might I suggest you uh, take advantage of the sale going on this Labor Day. Right, Dan? No machete required. No machete required. In fact, if this guy had a Bullfrog Spa, maybe he'd relax yeah, a little bit. You know? That's a great he, point. He clearly needs to chill what, out. What is yeah, it, what's right? your saying, Dan? What, how does it go? Peaceful body, peaceful mind, peaceful home. That, that, is, that is a work of art. Who came up with that? We, was it you? It was a it was a collaborative effort. There was a uh, consultant involved. It was quite the process. Well, it's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the effect it has on me. You know, when Jake gets me all worked up during the show, I go home, I jump in a, in the spa, and I am just feeling like a hundred percent. I've said for years, if you've got machete problems at your house, <laughs> really, what you need to do is add a bullfrog spa to your yard, and they will all go away. How about if you got flushing problems at your house? Yeah, I guess that probably would work too. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime you need to get rid of some stress, regardless of the reason, <laughs> the, the eagle frog the can, can do the and trick. We all, and we all have stress. I mean, I'm serious about that. That is one of the real benefits of my bullfrog spa, which I've had. Uh, Dan, did we ever figure out how long I've had that? Uh, it's like I can't imagine life without it. So I, I just love it, you know, and my family loves it. My wife uses it all the time. The kids use it. We use it as a family. We use it with friends. We use it with each other. It's just... I mean, it's 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 perfect. It's it's the place in the backyard that, or in the home, that people, you know, the the, the cell phones, the other devices, you know, kind of get put off to the side. The family gets together. Teenagers still talk to parents. There's all sorts of great things that can happen when you add a bullfrog spot to your backyard. And and yeah, there's something about today's world and and just some general craziness that I f- it feels to me like more than ever people need that place to kind of shut it out a little bit and escape from it that that noise that's that's always there and and it sounds like in your in your home much like it does ours that's it's kind of what the bullfrog spot that's what it that's the purpose it serves is it gives us a place to to just escape and not not worry about all the all the madness for a few minutes or 
or to just forget about a football game for a day or two. I mean, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of purposes. And, and folks out there might be thinking like, oh, I, I can't afford something like that. But really, I think if, if they'd come in and check out, especially this weekend, and figure out that that's, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, there's also, when you start thinking about a hot tub, there's all sorts of questions that come to mind. Is it is it going to be difficult to install? Is it going to be expensive to, to run from an energy standpoint? Is it going to be hard hard to take care of? Can I can I afford it initially? And and that that's really what we build our, our business around is answering those questions. And in all cases, what we find when we start working with somebody is it's way easier and it's way lower maintenance than, than they thought. So uh, we build the most energy efficient, low maintenance hot tubs in the world. Our engineering allows us to to hit efficiency levels that are that are greater than any out there and then uh, because of this factory direct uh, availability the fact that we're running great discounts during a labor day sale like this you get mail-in rebates on top of that it it really is simple to add to your backyard you'll, you'll end up with payments as low as 99 dollars a month on some of our financing programs oac and full factory warranties on these spas even the ones that are maybe not perfect they're a scratch and dent maybe one that when we were manufacturing it it uh, it's not perfect it's got a little nick in the corner or something like that still full factory warranty we just sell them here to local consumers rather than sending them to our, our dealers around the world so take advantage of it this weekend uh, at any of the bullfrog locations up and down the wasatch front but also you've got the tent up at the uh, provo, provo, town center. provo town center mall so now through monday so today tomorrow and monday those are the the final three days of this labor day sale and and, and what a great time to get a great deal a great uh, payment plan on a bullfrog spa and uh, as the fall weather rolls in you'll be enjoying it with your family and it's uh, the favorite part of my job is when just like you're saying Gordon when people come to me and say man it's the best thing we ever did for our family that's what keeps us going around here all right uh, check one out for your family all weekend it's the Labor Day sale at bullfrog spas we'll have more of the big show coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone this, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's a football Friday. Ron McBride and Alema Harrington. So we're playing Cal Berkeley. I mean, we're just kicking their, their butt right There you now. go. Good. Okay. Good, good check swing. That was well, good. Well, yeah, I cleaned up my language. Yeah, nobody believes that, Coach, but good job. <laughs> so then they said, okay, Ronnie Veal, you're up. Okay. Yeah. Goes in, throws a pick, right? Oh, Hey, Lloyd, you got to dump that. Take that, dump that. I'd rather rather you say the first word than that one. You just made this declaration to to the radio world. You sound like Scotty describing what's on our table. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you threw a pick. Yeah, Yeah, very much better. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.